Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Crash Reel is this eye-popping film seamlessly combines 20 years of stunning action footage the new specially shot Verite footage and interviews as it follows U.S. champion snowboarder Kevin Pierce and exposes the irresistible potential of fatal appeal of this extreme sport. Crash Reel is a profoundly moving portrait of an extraordinary family confronted by a devastating injury coming together to help a gifted athlete recover himself and find purpose and meaning in the wake of a lost dream. We're joined today by two-time Oscar-nominated filmmaker, of such films as Devil's Playground, Blindside, Countdown to Zero, Wasteland, Lucy Walker. Lucy is the director, producer, and writer of The Crash Reel. Lucy, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I guess the uh, the first question is the obvious one, which is how uh, did you come across um, Kevin Pierce, and at what point did you decide that this uh, his story... Uh, was the the stuff of documentary film. I met Kevin very soon after his uh, life-changing accident, and I was at a uh, sort of retreat for action sports athletes. And I had gone along, um, actually I'd gone along interested in making a different kind of uh, movie about extreme sports. Um, And there were going to be a couple of people there that I wanted to sort of hit up to research that. Um, But... Instead, I met Kevin and was blown away by him. I thought, oh, my goodness, um, this is the movie I should make. And it took me about five minutes. I, I, I was blown away by him. I mean, he, at that point, was very badly injured. Mm-hmm. His eyes were looking different directions. He was sleeping the whole time. He'd reintroduce himself to me um, every five minutes saying, hey, I'm Kevin. And I was very struck by that. I didn't know much about brain injury um, but I noticed that he wanted to get back on his snowboard and keep up with his colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, is that possible? You know, is that even, you know, conceivable? And I know we've all seen those movies where people get back on top of the podium, the sports classic, you know, kind of comeback movie. And I thought, well, maybe it's possible because he was at the top of the sport before. Um, it didn't seem like a sure thing, that's for sure. Um, and then I heard that the doctor said that he would die if he hit his head again, even the tiny hit that would be okay for you or me because of the way his brain is injured, his brain can't withstand any kind of pressure anymore. And I thought, oh, my gosh, is this kid going to really hurt himself trying? And I even looked around, and he was trying to keep up with his colleagues, kind of scampering around and climbing up on top of other kids' shoulders. They all went off um, wakeboarding, and I was terrified for the kid. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, what if he hits his head even slightly? Accidents are always happening. Yeah. Um, or is he going to dig deep, um, which is so hard for any of us to transform you know, our, our identity. We, we become so attached to the thing that we do or the thing that we're good at, especially in Kevin's case because he was very dyslexic. Nothing at school was easy for him. Snowboarding was the only thing that he identified with or he enjoyed doing. So he was particularly, um, he felt particularly kind of um, 
shut down and other choices and particularly rewarded in snowboarding because he was really living the dream and getting so much out of it on every spiritual, emotional, physical uh, level. So it was a really interesting situation. I thought, gosh, I've got to keep filming and find out what happens to that kid. And I also noticed there were cameras everywhere. And I heard that somebody had actually filmed his actual crash. Just a random passerby had filmed the moment that he crashed, which was a, just any old practice morning for him. Mm-hmm. It was just another run on a, on a practice morning. And um, it had been beautifully filmed by a passerby. And I thought, my gosh. And I looked around at the retreat, and I saw, you know, 10 cameras on any one time. I thought, my gosh, these kids are like reality stars, these extreme sports athletes. There was cameras rolling on them the whole time. And if I can figure out, um, you know, how to get a hold of all this different footage, I can really piece it together and make something very cinematic out of it. And I was inspired, I guess, by films like Senna and capturing the Friedmans that had um, been able to capture all this footage and tell a big part of the story that way, too. So I kind of figured if I could keep shooting moving forward and find all the footage up to that point, it would be amazing to put it all together. Well, and part of this, um, the dynamic in terms of uh, uh, Kevin's story was the um, the rivalry that he had with um, Sean White. And, and let's back up just one step before we get into yeah. that a little bit. And that is, for people who don't know, just kind of in, in, a little bit unclear as to what we're talking about when we talk about snowboarding, it's part of the um, the um, ESPN runs the, um, the games. What am I trying to The X Games every year. Yeah. And you see a series of people doing skateboarding and um, off uh, the uh, motorcycle jumps and uh, uh, the the snowmobiles, this is all part of this called extreme sports. It, that's what they refer to it as, uh, and um, and that's what snowboarding is. The more the more outlandish and dangerous the maneuvers and the and and what they do, the more likely they are to win these events. And increasingly, these things have become more and more dangerous as a result of that. Uh, so I just want people to understand X Games. That's what I'll, that's what we're talking about. That's what Kevin was a part of, and the whole thing is just one major long um, adrenaline rush for all concerned, not only for the athlete but as well for the for the people watching. We are in some weird way waiting for something terrible to happen, aren't we? I mean, is that is that an unfair thing to say? No, I think it. I think that the film provokes the idea of how complicit are we, and yeah. one of the athletes says that the. The, there's no doubt that we're more popular. You know, the, the tricks are most popular when we crash. That's uh, that's when the, the, you know you can tell on YouTube. I mean, that's when yeah. people watch it the most. And um, yeah. and I think that accidents are always going to happen in any system. There's actually, uh, I was doing a lot of research on accidents theory when I was making my film Countdown to Zero about nuclear weapons. And the truth is that, or the theory is, which I think holds well, is that. Um, accidents will happen in any system and certainly when you're doing such extreme stunts uh, they're certainly going to happen more often and the stakes are life and death or you know extremely extremely um serious injuries are not only possible but quite common so um and and yet the tricks are very beautiful and the kids are innovating um you know spectacularly and have this tremendous sense of freedom because these sports are so young and they're making them up and yeah. and the rewards are so fabulous. So um, yeah. the athletes sort of love it, but they're risking a huge amount. And they're very young. I mean, the doctors, uh, neurologists tell us that um, young 
this, for example, teenage boys in particular, brains aren't necessarily developed yet. You know, a teenage boy, you could say, is brain injured because his frontal lobe, which is the sensible long-term planning, decision-making, risk-balancing part of the brain, hasn't quite fully developed as um, many people around, you know, teenage boys can probably attest. They have a different analysis of what's a cool thing to do in the moment than a, you know, old fart like me for example so uh it's it's a different um it's a it's a different sort of literally uh, kind of a brain and uh and 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 these it's these young people that are risking so much and and uh, kevin felt for example that he absolutely loved the sport but he wanted people to understand that this was possible he hadn't known that this was possible he'd never heard of a traumatic brain injury until he got one we're speaking with lucy walker she's the uh, director producer and writer the documentary, The Crash Reel. And just to go quickly back to the, what, in addition to just the thrill of competition and doing these incredible things on a snowboard, uh, a lot of what happened with Kevin Pierce was, was fueled by uh, this rivalry that he had with uh, Sean White, who between the two of them are basically who, who are kind of the who's who of this sport. And their, their relationship went back many, many years. So some of this was uh, sort of a, a rivalry thing, but it, it, as you're talking about the brain, I can't help but believe, and I've read enough about this to know that there is an addictive quality to danger. Now, um, and for and there's you know firemen, <laughs> we're, we're glad if they are willing to risk their lives to do some of these things that they do. Uh, it's not so pretty when you see someone at this age doing the things um, that can end up costing them so dearly, but. There is a, there is an addictive quality to all of these things that we're talking about. I also think that to be honest, it's everything is addicting, and, and it's in the sense I always feel like human beings' brains are very velcroish. You know, we'll mm-hmm. keep doing stuff. You know, we'll replicate the patterns of our childhood and our adult relationships. Yeah. We'll whatever we did for a job now, we'll typically you know keep on going with, and it takes um, you know it's an unusual. It's it's unusual to change you know career plans or change one's life identity. I think sometimes um, actually of, of, of uh, my friend Tim Hetherington, who mm-hmm. I love so much and who so sadly passed away in Libya. But um, actually, in the last year of his life, I talked with him a lot about changing to a less dangerous job now that he was um, uh, you know no, no longer a teenager himself and was doing such dangerous um, war photography work. And he was so good at it. And he he talked a lot about how difficult it is to change one's identity, both for oneself and also in the expectations of the world. You know, he said he's the, he is the glamorous war photographer. You know, that's what he's hired to do yeah. and and so on and so on. So we, I think for all of us, I think about that a lot, especially because I was so incredibly upset when he was killed. Um, so I have his words particularly ringing in my ears, I suppose. Um, mm. uh, but, you know, it's tough to change, Lucy. That's what people think I am. That's what I think I am. You know, that's, that's and, and, and I guess I've, I've had him somewhat in my thoughts, um, well, a lot in my thoughts. And, and also as I've looked at Kevin and wondered, would, would he be able to switch tracks, do something different? Um, or would he, you know, just keep going? And, and many, unfortunately... And we, you know, some of these stories cross paths with Kevin, so we allude to them. There are stories in the movie, like C.R. Johnson, yeah. who's had one traumatic brain injury, who was desperate to contact 
Kevin in the hospital and share his experience because he'd had a similar experience with a traumatic brain injury. Um, and so he was writing very long emails to Kevin's girlfriend when Kevin was in his coma and was very involved. And then just um, a few weeks later was killed because he had exactly what we were afraid of with for Kevin, which is that he hit his head again. And um, his brain could withstand that second impact. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so there's all these stories about extreme sports athletes who, who don't give up. But I must say I've met many of them as well in the course of making the film. And, and what is remarkable is that they don't tend to quit no matter how injured they get. And there's one kid I know who's actually competing to try to pay off his medical bills, even though he's much less good than he used to be since his severe injuries. And he's risking so much like Kevin. He risks, um, you know, uh, absolutely de- death would come much more easily to him because of the way his brain's been previously injured. And also he's not as good a competitor as he was before his injuries. And he's tr- suffering all kinds of psychological issues and yet he doesn't quit why because that's all he knows how to do and that's um for all that it's not working as well as it used to be it's still it's still the way he knows how to live and to make money and um and it's just uh it is uh it's phenomenal when you're from the looking at it from the outside yeah i guess it's sometimes much clearer to see from when you're outside it how everyone just seems to, to keep on going and that was enormous pressure on kevin to to him, for him to keep going, everyone wanted him to get back at this rivalry with Sean and um, get back at, out there and beat Sean, and, and everyone assumed that that was what he was going to do. Not everyone, but um, almost everyone. You can see in the film how much pressure there was on him to do just that, yeah. and um, and how, from his family and doctors' points of view, that would be um, a, a disaster, a tragedy waiting, waiting to happen. So it's very, it, yeah. yeah. We're speaking with the director, producer, writer of the documentary, The Crash Reel. And um, moving on um, a little bit here and within the circle of uh, confidants and and loved ones, um, The Crash Reel is really also a, a story about his family and um, his amazing parents in, in, in the film just could not be more supportive and were honest with him as well. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't leave out, you know, his his brothers, uh, Adam and and but David. David is uh, 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 one of his brothers suffering from Down syndrome or or dealing with Down syndrome. Or uh, tell me a little bit about the relationship between Kevin and David and the impact that that that's had on Kevin's life. Mm. Yeah, I think it's living with Down syndrome um, and uh, not suffering from. I think right. That's, uh, yeah. that's the the way that. Uh, David has Down syndrome, and he is uh, Kevin's older brother, and um, he is an incredible young man. Actually, I, I was really impressed with Kevin, I mean, David, um, how intelligent he is and how eloquent he is. Yeah. When the other brothers are searching for a word, David, um, who you'd think with an intellectual disability like Down syndrome, might not be so quick on the draw with his vocabulary, is the one that comes up with the perfect word. Yeah. At one point, um, the other brother, Adam, says, our parents gave us a sense of, and yeah. pauses, and David jumps in with belonging. Yeah. And it's a beautiful word, and it's so apropos. He's so he's so wonderful. And he also has this great dramatic um, quality of saying what everyone else is thinking, yeah. which is um, uh, which is a remarkable dramatic device. It certainly makes for some spicy scenes in the movie, as well as um, some very moving ones. Yeah. And, um, and I also was very struck by the story... Um, of David, because David doesn't like having Down syndrome. He knows he has it. He hates it. 
and it really gets him down, and he really wants to be like his other three brothers. And it and 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 Kevin has a brain injury, and he really doesn't like having a brain injury, and he wants to get back to his snowboarding life um, that he had before, and so he's sort of refusing to accept his disability. And the, the way that the two brothers um, sort of operate, you know, in in, in their love for one another, how it works to challenge each other to accept ultimately these disabilities and embrace life's new normal or life's you know realities is remarkable to see yeah it's such a it's such an amazing part of of the film in terms of uh, just connecting with the story and seeing this family in action under circumstances that are just un- almost unimaginable, watching what happened to Kevin, dealing with the recovery, being there for him, uh, all of them. I mean, every one of his brothers are just terrific in the film uh, and the way they interact. Uh, just real quick, in the couple minutes or a minute or so that we have left, uh, access, They seem you seem to have been granted uh, remarkable access to their lives, very open people. Uh, was there a, a sort of a curve of getting comfortable, or did they seem to embrace you and uh, quickly in this process? Um, we did a lot of vetting of each other beforehand, and, uh, and we didn't. You know, we, we we were very thoughtful about how we got into it. I think from both sides, the family went through a lot of things with me, and I went through a lot of things with the family, and we you know, put a deal in place, and yeah. um, you know. Uh, Talked about everything, including Kevin setting up a foundation for the proceeds of the film, and and all the different steps along the way of how we wanted the film to to get out. And we really sat down and talked a lot about everything. And and then from that point on, I think we were in a very well placed. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I, this is my sixth feature film, so I'm sort of eager at the outset to really let people know what they're in for and to set it up right and be on a really good firm foundation and get a fantastic team in place. And so we did all that. And um, uh, I think that helped. And I think, you know, I've got lots of tricks uh, <laughs> for, for having that intimacy. You know, for example, those incredible dinner scenes, it was just myself doing sound and an amazing verite cameraman, Nick Higgins, who really specializes in those verite scenes and that was the whole crew that was it so um when you uh i think think about those that intimacy i think if you had a bigger crew there'd be a big trade-off because i think that if you show up with a bigger crew uh, on the other hand you have to sort of pre-light and you need a dp that's really very specializing in that otherwise they they won't cope with lack of crew well at all it's a very specialized skill and nick higgins is just i can't say enough great things about how he um how he pulls that off um and uh but but my main trick is really working with people who have that courage and who are prepared to do that and that was where the vetting process came in and had they not wanted to do that i wouldn't have proceeded in make make making the film well it just makes Um, it just makes the film just a, a complete piece, uh, the internal, the external, uh, all of the things that have happened in Kevin's life, the spectacular nature of his way of going about his life, uh, the charisma. This is just such a wonderful, it's a documentary, but I'm struck so much by, and including some of your earlier, your uh, other films, is how much like a, a narrative film this feels. This particularly really strikes me. It feels like a narrative film. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it it really does. And um, because the story unfolds 
so in such a, a, I hate this word sometimes organic way, but it does. And it it unfolds in such a way that it feels very very much like that. It's just a and it and you're right. Nick just did a remarkable job. I know a lot of the footage of them um, uh, uh, snowboarding is is him as well. Uh, it's it's a beautiful film to look at and. Um, my, uh, I, real quick, this is the last thing. I, I know you've yeah, got to get going. Yeah. Uh, the trauma, the brain trauma. I just want to give people who, who are interested, not only in the film, the, the website for the film is the the Crash Reel. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me, Lucy. Do you? I know. We are the Crash Reel. We made, we made it super easy for everybody. We're the Crash Reel.com. We're the Crash Reel on Facebook. We're the Crash Reel on Twitter. I think we're also the Crash Reel on Instagram. I'm Lucy Walker Film pretty much everywhere. And... Um, <laughs> We've made it real simple. We've also got our hashtag Love Your Brain yes. um, campaign, which is all about um, brain injury awareness and prevention and infographics about what to do if you hit your head and uh, helmet pledges and um, helmet discounts and all kinds of cool initiatives and share your story forum for people affected by brain injury. Yes. I was very ignorant about brain injury and it's an invisible injury, which makes it extra hard for the people suffering from it because people don't understand what they're going through because they can't see that they're injured. They look fine, yeah. but they might act in a difficult way that people don't understand is an injury and uh, what is the injury and what is the person. It's, it's a really, really hard injury. Um, to contend with if you have it and we really wanted to reach out and try and help those who have it and yeah around them and yeah there is such a social stigma attached to your brain being impaired in any way uh anything that that helps break down some of that barrier is and this does in such such a, a young man at the top of his game and the prime of his life and you see it and you see him dealing with it and it's just remarkable it's uh thank you so much for being here you've been by the way i want to congratulate you you are the you're in the lead now you've been on the show i think this is your fourth time you were on for <laughs> countdown to zero wasteland and tsunami and the cherry blossom and i am thrilled and honored every time you come on thank you so much for being such here. such a pleasure oh my goodness thank you for saying that such a You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.